0: Good evening. Good evening.
1: How is everyone? Hi, Andy. Hi. Missed you last week. Oh, thank you. I did not like being, I liked being in control, but hated it at the same time. Much like sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's that? (laughs) What's that? I don't know what that is. Uh, (laughs) Evening. There you go. That that started the episode off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Evening, call sign Chewbacca. I can't do, someone's have to do a Lance. Oh. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I can't oh, do a Chewbacca. I'm
1: doing too dry.
0: Apparently, Cool Chewbacca had a little firefight with Lance at Octo.
1: Good, good. Um, Who won? This
0: last weekend. So. I don't know. Oh, I think I think Lance did because I think, Kool-San, from from recollection of the very short message that I read, I think um San Chewbacca's LMG died or jammed or something. So oh,
1: no, that's not good. <laughs> no good. Uh, no. Hi,
0: fresh meat. Avengers Avengers of Zulu. Of Harry Badger. Les
1: Matthew, on
0: time for once yeah, we are on time. Games, we're it's always on back.
1: time, <laughs> other than last week. Last week was, yeah, I was gonna say, complete <laughs> clusterfuck. Last week was a learning curve. Let's, let's, let's was a massive learning curve, yeah. And I don't think people realize how much stuff Mike actually does behind the scenes. Um,
0: sometimes I don't even realize.
1: No, he's like a little so little beaver fox, beaver fox,
0: yeah. I mean I will I will I will say that obviously the podcast hasn't gone out from last week on the actual podcasty bit. Um so that'll be going out tonight uh, along with this one. Um uh, so there'll be effectively if you're if you're listening to this without having listened to last week's you've got a bonus yeah. episode to listen to. Um
1: I thought it that, did it all automatically. No, it doesn't. It does for
0: YouTube and Facebook and Twitch. Um but yeah. So no, it's good to be back. I, I must admit, it was the first one that I properly missed. Um, so there's been a couple where my internet has sort of died halfway through and it's sort of like dropping in and out, but I've sort of effectively been there. Um,
1: in the background. Whereas this one
0: was like the first one I properly went, no, you know, I'm on holiday. I can't do it from a canal boat. I was literally at one point standing on the canal towpath with my phone up in the air because I couldn't get signal. <laughs> I like just, oh, this is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it was good. It's was good. Uh, he win the last one. I won the first one. I got to uh, execute him. Our oh, call sign I got to execute it. Lance. It's amazing.
1: Yes, amazing. <laughs>
0: um, so Lance may or may not be joining tonight. Um, he has a birthday in the household and a massive shout out to uh, uh, is it the, Leah? the Punished Panda. Yeah. No, no. I was trying to remember because uh, we had oh, a chat a while ago sign. about her call sign. Um, so her call sign is the Punished Panda. So absolute massive shout out to her. Um, I think it's her 12th birthday so uh he did say didn't he birthday.
1: um
0: he did say but i'm terrible at forgetting stuff
1: uh, it, it was, <laughs> uh 12th he's... birthday yes yes
0: yeah so happy birthday so, to happy you. birthday uh we won't sing because no. singing on this podcast notoriously is just poor so <laughs> yeah
1: that would be um uh, that'd be one <laughs>
0: yeah. Um we're gonna be doing a general QA tonight. So if you have any questions, please throw them into the chat. Um I know that there was a QA last week, but I we had a bit of a chat um uh, between the three of us. And I think the where the conversation was so heavily resolved around mm-hmm. um the SEO event. Yeah, the Poseidon. Event? Yeah, yeah, yes, Poseidon. Corporation um, Poseidon. That's we we figured we'd do a bit more of a QA this week as well because um, I know there were some questions from last week as well. So if you've got some questions, throw them in the chat. Just whack a little cue. Stephen's already done an excellent job of that. So uh, Lovely. That. Thank you very much. In the meantime, should we roll into the news? Ooh. I my gun, I pew, pew, pew,
2: pew.
1: News. 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 Um,
0: so you had some public service announcements that you wanted to make, Andy.
1: Yes. Um... If you can, um, the uh, UK set, UK Airsoft Ladies have still got their charity event uh, going up on uh, Warzone. Um, is it Warzone? Was it HQ? Yes, I believe so. No, it was Warzone. I it was Warzone. Um, yep, yeah, if you can go along, I'm going to try and go along if I can. Uh, I know that I'm away um, before and after uh, the event with work, so I'm not sure how. But if I can, I'm going to try and get up there. Um, I know for some of you. Down south, it's a bit of a trek, but it's definitely a uh, good, good charity and a good cause. And uh, obviously, we all know the uh, UCal girls have uh, worked probably quite hard to get it all sorted. So, yeah, let's uh, try and raise some money for them as well—not for them, but for cancer research.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, next in the news, uh, yeah, <laughs> we boom, need boom. like a bomb bomb.
0: <laughs> I'll work on that for next week. I'll make a note: bomb bomb
1: <laughs> bomb bomb. <laughs> Um, and then the other one was um, we're going to be at Shift Your Rifts as a threesome um, at Rift Airsoft and Um Have a check of that out. I'm trying to push for us to have a little stall, so we'll have a little seating area for us to uh, sit down and chat with uh, all of you guys. Not sure on the dates on that either, but Google that. Google 27th, 28th of May. There we go. See, this is why we have Mike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for um, if, if you are interested in going, I believe it's £50 pounds for the Saturday and mm-hmm. £80 pounds for both days.
1: Both days, um, Saturday and it Sunday. It
0: is free to camp. It is free to attend. You are effectively only paying if you want to pay for the actual airsoft. Mm-hmm. From from my understanding, uh, families. Is, are I mean, I'm, I've never been to this thing. You've been to it a couple of times. Yeah, so. well,
1: I'm I'm a marshal there, so I should know. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: We've got he- there's possibly <laughs> helicopters. Um, the yeah. power troopers aren't there this year because they're doing stuff with other countries that are currently in conflictins. Um, what else have we got? We got vehicles. Um, I'm going to be in charge of one of the vehicles. Beep beep going around i really wanted
0: us to potentially because you can you can from my understanding buy a ticket on the helicopter and i was debating if we could somehow record some audio which is like um you know like the classic uh us like news networks where they go to like their eye in the sky and we'll be like they're going to live (laughs) eye in the sky and it's just yeah it's there's lots of um, (laughs) i can't really see a lot airsoft is running around they're all wearing camouflage
1: (laughs) there'll be a lot of people that aren't wearing camouflage that weekend i tell you um, yep. It is. So from what I understand, it's going to be what they call total war. So it's basically like a long battle sim with uh, objectives and stuff throughout the day. Um, mm-hmm. But you can nip in and out of the event and things like that. Um, lots of stalls. So from um, my understanding, well, it's
0: very similar to the National Airsoft Festival.
1: Yes, but it's more. In terms of its kind of setup. up. Mm-hmm. But it's more set up for if you wanted to, say, for example, Lance, wants to get rid of 6 million uh, of his pouches and only keep a million, um, he can set up a stall um, for free and you can sell stuff there as well. So it's more catered around more of a airsoft car boot sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Viper are going to be there. Um, <laughs> better toilets. <laughs> yes, lots better toilets. Um, we have porcelain toilets. Um yeah. Uh what was I? That threw me. Talking about toilets again. <laughs> uh like
0: a um, car boot sale type thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, like a car boot sale. Um so yeah, if you guys are after anything or want to shift your rifts, which is hence the name. Um like if you've got things that you don't particularly fancy throwing up on Facebook or um or like on Facebook sales groups and things like that. There would be a good place to go. You can probably earn a few pennies. Um, there's also going to be a night game from what I understand. So if you wanted to run around with your white light and annoy people that have gone there with their thousand pounds worth of noids, perfect. Nice. Yep.
0: I know I'm looking forward to it because I'm I'm I, I need a bit of time away from the uh, not from the guys, like with the guys. Yeah. Um, which which be good. Uh obviously a bit of airsoft, a bit of shooting some people, a bit of Beer. A chill chill barbecue and some ciders and stuff like that because
1: beer tent is being run by the uh RAF there uh and the army um so I think from what I understand the proceeds of the beer tent will be going direct to them uh for the base um buy a new plane buy a new plane (laughs) offence buy some (laughs) wire. um There'll be lots of Gurkhas and stuff wandering around, I'm sure, because um, they're probably going to come over once they get wind of it and things. So, yeah, it should be a really good. It should be a really good one, I think.
0: I'm excited. I'm going to have a new rifle.
1: Yeah, are <laughs> you? What rifle? Yeah, so rifle? I've been.
0: I have. Uh, well, I, I've. I was gifted it actually. It's a PDW, a M4 Ooh. PDW, uh, with a folding stock. It's front wired. Um, so I am looking at a. don't want to give too much away but i've got a bit of an intricate way of designing a new front-wired system um for a single stick titan battery um which i will be chatting to harry badger about because my manufacturing (laughs) skills are very poor i have the ideas but not the capability of making them happen
1: harry Um, we need you (laughs) yeah uh
0: so that's that's um what we're playing with i'm not sure of the brand of it but it, it was gifted to me as sort of like um I would always wanted one and I mentioned it to someone and they just had one flying floating around. Um so he said, Oh, there you go, have it. So big shout out to uh, Mr. Kettles for that one. Um so I gave it to uh guntech and he has been playing with it. I gave him some money and he's been putting all sorts of interesting things into it. So uh, yeah, he's even given me a little dinosaur flash hider on the front of it. Um as a little freebie, which I'm quite excited about. Um but yeah, Harry, I'll be in touch. I've got I've got some thoughts on uh on something for you. Andy, have you frozen? Oh, no, you haven't. Okay. No, no, no.
1: Someone's <laughs> asked a question. I'm just trying to bring up the detail of...
0: Uh, it's uh, 6.30 <laughs> on the Friday. Oh, on the Saturday. I don't know about the Saturday. On the sat-
1: Saturday morning, uh, it's, we normally open probably about 8 eight o'clock, I would have said. It's what time we normally open anyway.
0: Richard McRae says, get a parent and a clicker into it. I don't know what that is. Well, I know I I, I thought the perrin's a little torch, isn't it?
1: I don't know mm. what we were in, what we <laughs> what was that in a, relation a to Perin. a perrin.
0: a perrin. what's a perrin? I'm googling it. It's the highest god of the pantheon and the god of sky, thunder, lightning, storms. I don't think it's that. Uh, <laughs> Rich, let me know. Tell me, tell me more. Um, yeah, yeah. So that should be cool. I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, there was another bit of news. You had a public service announcement, the thing I was referring to earlier about drinking water oh. from
1: certain sources. Ah, oh. so recently, I don't know if this is through my weird fascination with the US army and things like this and my algorithms, which I've, uh, are probably totally whack, but recently I've been getting a lot of, um, TikTok and YouTube videos, um, pushed my way about a um, I'm not going to be racist, but an Asian lady who is in the U S army using the dirty skank water from the um, flamish ration heaters to make noodles with. And um, yeah,
0: I feel her race was probably not really necessary in that. Like it could have been because
1: because now there's other people doing it. She was right. the original one, but now there's other service men and women going, oh, no, it's fine. You can do it and pour the dirty skank water onto their, like they're making cups of coffee with it. They're making noodles. They're making uh, hot chocolates with the water that is activated within the uh, flameless ration heater. Um, please don't try and jump on this trend please (laughs) because it's it's magnesium in there and obviously we need a little bit but the amount of magnesium and the the chemical reaction that happens that water is not going to be the most pleasant of experiences for you to drink i would have thought um
0: see the question i had when you when you mentioned this in the chat i thought my first thought was was basically you don't put much water in there to start with, do you? Like, no, we're yeah. only talking like the chemical heater pack. Literally says on it, you filter this line, and it's only what a centimeter up from the yeah, bottom. Yes, only of a that? few. So you are not making much unless they're collecting it from like several sources, or they've put more water in than, than is well, needed. The
1: original one filled it up. She filled it up to about like she filled it up by about that much, and like sealed the bag like properly sealed it. So she so made a bomb, same, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, as it started to like unravel, she opened it up and kind of like poured the red hot skank water yeah. onto onto her noodles. And uh, yeah, just don't, I mean, it, it literally says on the packet, "Do not consume this water." Like, <laughs> there's quite a lot of warnings on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean there is there is an element of darwinism i guess there. Um, but oh, i don't yeah, know just, it's just it's just bonkers. I don't I don't understand sometimes. Hey ho.
1: Yeah. Just don't don't do it. That's my <laughs> oh, service this, this announcement.
0: Coffee tastes like blood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it tastes like my
0: internals. Talking of which <laughs> I, this is just share oversharing. I managed to stab myself with a cobcorn uh, a um, you know the little things you stick in the end of a cob. Um, with one of those earlier, and that was quite a lot of blood because they're quite blunt. Um, <laughs> How did just, you fancy I, just... I I don't know. Somehow, absolutely, just wounded myself. Um, Kenny says, "What was the water
1: source? Please elaborate." What was the water? I, I presume the water source was a tap, but the flameless ration. Well, if well, so she's American, um... it'd be
0: canteen. <laughs>
1: canteen um i don't actually have any left you know the flame flameless ration heaters where you put the water inside the sealable bag i have got one but it's all the way downstairs oh look one of these one of them
0: so this is a british one um but to give you an idea for those that can see on the video that is the line that you fill it up to and the water yeah so you're not talking a lot of water from one of those
1: um but yeah you fill it up with water has a chemical reaction, starts heating up, but it's magnesium, salt, and something else in the packets. Can't remember what it is. But yeah, combined, they cause a chemical reaction, which is probably something that you shouldn't drink the aftermath of, or definitely shouldn't drink the aftermath of. I feel like that could be a new lead poisoning incident. Mm. <laughs> like, um, yeah hope that good PSA yes
0: uh, I don't I, I'd... oh
1: yeah that, that's a I like, that. like the
0: importance <laughs> don't do it um,
1: yeah Bob's, Bob, uh, says, Bob says don't drink dirty skank water
0: <laughs> other things coming up are Defiance Operation Irene uh, in September, there's a lot of a lot of interest in that. Uh, so it's a 24-hour scripted event uh, based on the Black Hawk Down situation in 1993, uh, Operation Gothic Serpent. For anyone mm-hmm. that wants to know, it's based in HQ Airsoft, uh, which is the one we just went to yep. with Red Tide Three, um, which is up way up north in Driffield. I think it was.
1: Yeah, um, it's a long old drive.
0: So, uh, if you're interested in that, go and check out the Defiant website. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it. I think we've got another event on at that on that weekend. Oh, have we? We do. <laughs> that you're going to? <laughs>
1: Apparently, we do.
0: Yes. Um, what event so that, is that? That is a shame. <laughs> um, it's that that special one that I was telling you about. <laughs> Oh right! I'm definitely not going to share with you over the internet, because <laughs> that would somewhat defeat the object. Oh,
1: um, the sex party—that's
0: the one. Yes, yes, that, lovely that one right there. Uh, <laughs> Fresh meat says, "What time can I get into Shifter Riff on the Saturday morning?"
1: We'll deal with that as a second one, because
0: that's the second time it was posted
1: on the on the Saturday. Uh, yeah, turn up at eight o'clock. There you go. It's going on um, all a day, so <laughs> you're not going to be late. Um, but, yeah, come for the day. Come for the weekend. Come for the Sunday. Just don't make Rich my life difficult. and
0: Tom Hibbard have come to my aid in terms of not knowing what the Perron um, is. It's a hybrid MOSFET that has a new clicky trigger to go with it. So you get a kind of a more realistic trigger pull, apparently. Ooh. Um, I am having a gate Titan MOSFET put in, or a Titan gate MOSFET. I don't know a lot about the internals. Gate of, Titan.
1: Are you having the one that you uh, connects your phones
0: specifically? I'm not sure. To be you brutally honest it. with you, the way the way I uh, the way I commissioned this was: here's a rifle, here's some cash. Please make it
1: good. Pew pew. Yes. You want the one? Uh, with I, the, I will um... be
0: getting a list. I'll be getting a list of everything that goes into it. So I. I I, I know I sort of uh, I play dumb in terms of saying I, I don't know a lot about the intelligence. I do know sort of the basic basic operations of airsoft rifles and the like, but I won't in any way profess to be a tech. Um, I don't know all the ins and outs of the difference between all the different MOSFETs um, that are out there. So, yeah, you need to go have a chat with AATV because they know a lot more about the technical details of those sorts of yes. things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've got a new um, they've got a new video coming out as well on British Carry Systems, I believe. Cool, oh. uh, coming out on Friday maybe. So, but yeah. Um, there was a couple of questions. Stephen Whitehead said, "Did you quote any Master and Commander on your canal boat?" I did. <laughs> I quoted the um, the one about the weevils. Um, so there's two weevils crawling across a plate, and um, one of them says, oh, you know, which weevil do you pick?" And the end joke is you always pick the lesser of the two weevils. Um, it, oh. It's just, yeah, it's.
1: I'm surprised not a you didn't good go, quote but no. I quoted it. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go full on hornblower. To be honest. Oh,
0: there was plenty of that. Um, <laughs> there was there was plenty of that. I uh, I had the full admiral hat. Um, I took my, my my Napoleonic naval jacket that I I, I had made for my wedding. Uh, my midshipman's jacket, so I had that on as well. And we went full pirate for a day, which was quite good fun. Like um, yeah. Um, Steven says Lance with his webbing vid looks suspiciously like Anvil. Well, yeah. I think they look quite different in terms of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I guess they both did webbing vids. So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, that is something that we're going to start looking at doing a few more of. is when we going to... Mm. Now it's getting summer... And we can get out a bit more and start doing some. We'll do some informational vids. I think. Yep. How to put on how to put on pants the right way. Bit in of science. You yeah, a bit of science. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to this summer. <laughs> Tom
0: says maybe he likes big boys with bits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> no. Oh, Mike. <my. laughs> I know. Do they um, allow I actually
0: let I actually let my facial hair grow for a week, and it was so horrific. I shaved it straight off as soon as I got back because <laughs> um, it was it just looked like a pubescent teenager. It was so like sparse and just terrible. Um, I've yeah. got some. Cream Mike uh, Harry says, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, you can get those spike roller things, can't you? That you kind of um, roll over your face and apparently opens up your pores and creates better hair growth or something, but." That just I don't painful. really want to roll a spiky roller over my face. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, sounds... that just sounds really yeah. unpleasant. <laughs> for, for the benefit of having to shave every day would be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. um, Harry says, Mike and Andy, can you post this end of May event to your website events page, please? Um, it's not on there at the moment, but I will make a note and I will personally send it to you, Harry, anyway. And I will try and get it added to the website uh, this evening if I can. Yes. Tom said my beard only filled out when I was around thirty-five. Super patchy before. Well, hopefully the next year, Tom, this will be a big, bushy, <laughs> big bushy beard. <laughs> um, right, uh, Les, do you want to talk about? Did you go to Octo?
1: I didn't. No, it was only Mike. Oh. Uh, it was only Lance. Lance. Okay. Yeah, I had a shed We'll, we'll to save.
0: We'll save a debrief for that then. Um, when Lance kind of gets back. Uh, yeah, which or may be later he... this evening, or it might be next week.
1: Yeah, if he if he manages to get on, we can have a little bit of a after mm. a, a late evening debrief.
0: Yes, a debrief over cream tea and scones.
1: Oh yes, lovely. <laughs> what what?
0: <laughs> Jay says JTS smashed it this weekend. Well done, Wayne and the rest of the team. It was all Nofo listeners in the team. Oh, nice. Cool. Oh, lovely. An an informal No Nofo audience team. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well done. Um, Stephen says, uh, in regards to shift your riffs, dragging a mate of mine along who's never played airsoft, so that should be fun.
1: Cool, yeah, lovely. It's
0: always good to take them to a massive event where they're going to get shot to shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. They'll, they'll, they'll learn if they enjoy it quite quickly. Um, cool sign Chewbacca said M240 and good. Uh, with a question, so I'm not quite sure if that's a question or if you're letting me know about the. Uh, LMG, you have
1: M2. Uh, I think that was him saying, "Yeah, he's got an M240, and it's good." Ah, I don't know what they okay. are, oh, but question: Yes, the mt40 is good from what I've read. Yes. <laughs> there we go. I hope that helps. No. <laughs> um
0: so that's all the questions we've got at the moment. So I'm going to pull one off of the website. I um, want oh, many the questions. We don't really have an end of the news thing. Uh, I know you played the same banner last week, but I'm going to go with the classic. Yeah.
1: Pew. Pew. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Which I really don't like.
1: Really <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> we should get um, Lance to do that. I feel like Lance would have.
0: Well, this is actually a thing. So I have had two audio files sent to me uh, on Facebook Messenger. Uh, It turns out you can't download files easily from Facebook Messenger. So (laughs) if you have an audio file that you'd like to be included in our soundboard, then please Please send it to to me via WhatsApp. Or if you want to, I think you can possibly do it on Instagram or you can email it to us on our email, which is nofochat.hotmail.com. I I bet you taking it off
1: of Instagram would be a lot harder than taking it off Messenger.
0: Quite possibly, because that's also owned by Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you have an idea, we've we've currently got some interesting ones just being added. Um the best one at the end of the year will win a prize of some sort. Um
1: we don't know what. And it just makes it just, it makes just it be more entertaining.
0: It could just be a hug. Or it could um, be
1: a missile launcher. Yeah. Ah,
0: call sign Chewbacca says M two forty. Uh are they good? Fucking dyslexia. <laughs> 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 sorry bud i appreciate yeah, this right. it's hard um our m240 is good i don't know
1: to be fair have you come
0: um, across
1: the m240 yeah the one that we have on the back of Ethel is pretty good um which is the one of the, uh, the fixed vehicles that we have i think that's an m240 yeah it is um personally i, I prefer the m249 um just purely because you can buy more upgrade parts for it um and that's, that. everyone, as most most of our listeners know, that's my little baby. Um, but yeah, personally for me, yeah, it's, it's a good one. There's that new one that's come out as well, isn't it? That holds like 5,000 rounds or something stupid. The one with the box mag and you fill up the actual body of the um, uh, gun as well with BBs. That's meant to be quite good. Um, but I haven't seen one yet. I want to get my hands on one before I mm. spend that sort of money. But that's nearly like... That's nearly like a grand worth of gear now, isn't it?
0: Mm. I have to profess the the LMG I would love to own is the MG forty two, the proper like the Full know,
1: Metal one by G. uh yeah. G-H-G-G? G-H-G-G. But the Full Metal one, they did. Someone did a Full Metal one, didn't
0: they? Yeah, that's the one um, I'm. Uh, yeah, that was because yeah. I had a I had one of those at NAF one year. Um, out on display, and you just mm-hmm. sort of you get behind the back of that. It was like, Oh, that's nice. I don't it's want any up. German comments, please, in the chat, just because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna head that off at no, the class. No, I, I um, have
1: to admit, that one, that is uh, they are they're expensive as well, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they're quite nice. Apparently, it's an 8,500-pound box mag, and Steve Walker at Rift has one.
1: Oh, is that the one that Steve's bought? Yeah, see, I haven't got my hands on it yet. I need him. I need him to bring oh, it. Along. Harry's
0: got an MG42. He's turning it into an alien smart gun. You go, no, don't
1: ruin it. <laughs> right, I'm going to oh. message Steve and tell him to bring it on along next one. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Eight thousand five hundred in a box mag. That's just mental, isn't it? Wow. Well, just... I mean,
0: yeah. It's just. It's just presumably a bigger bucket, effectively, of BBs that it draws from. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh right so uh we had a couple interesting questions uh sent in on the website so this one cool uh this one came in from a guy called Stephen. Uh, is it ethical to create and participate in airsoft games that simulate real life military or law enforcement scenarios considering the potential desensitization and normalization of violence so thank you, Stephen, for throwing in a whole load of words that oh. I had to Google. Um, <laughs> so, is it ethical to create and participate? So, what they're saying is basically is we're obviously replicating real life military or law enforcement scenarios. So, for example, I mean, I guess the Black Hawk Down scenario is a good example yep. of that for oh, inspiring terrorists. Is it ethical?
1: Bank robbing. Yeah.
0: Is it ethical to create and participate those events, considering the potential for desensitisation and normalisation of violence?
1: I would say. Yes, because you're not, you're not normalizing violence, but you are desensitizing people, which takes away, especially from terrorist activities, you are taking away that factor of, oh shit, something bad's happened. And I think, I, I can't speak for most, every other country, but I think the British have a very good way of going, oh yeah, something's happened, we'll deal with it and we move on. And I think that airsoft as a community, we do exactly the same <laughs> thing.
0: I Forgot my username, said. So I wonder if Stephen, by the way, uh, plays oh. COD or Battlefield. <laughs> yeah. well, it's exactly the same point. Um,
1: but yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things. I think if you went at the end of the day, we all play airsoft because there, we have got a slight tendency to want to hurt other people. <laughs> you can't deny it. Everyone that plays airsoft you have a underlying oh, i can cause i can shoot someone that's that's the, that's the
0: <laughs> i don't know i i would disagree on you with you on the front that it's enjoying hurting other people for me you i know, think yeah, it's enjoying for, for me it's almost like i mean i always enjoyed laser tag growing up um you know you go down to the laser tag arena and stuff and you run around but the facts of
1: shooting at someone sorry that's what i should have said yes it's the facts of yeah it's shooting that, it's that it's that kind else. of
0: it's like hide and seek, but slightly more extreme. I would, yeah,
1: I would sort of, yeah. Um,
0: it's like hide and seek and tag at the same time, I guess. Yeah. Like tag, long range tag. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't think it, um, I don't think it would desensitize anyone. Like, obviously, if there's a uh, a terrorist attack or something, then obviously we're like, yes, I'm going to feel bad for the people that are wounded or killed in in said. Terrorist. i'm just gonna i'm just gonna use terrorist as a thing because it's easier um but i don't think i don't think it would desensitize anyone to it i think it and it and normalize it um because it's not a massive community either is it it's a bit let's be honest we're not airsoft is not a massive community it's not a massive sport or hobby like football or something Um, where literally 99% of the country either supports a football team or has played football Mm -hmm. at some point, it's not not that big. And I don't think...
0: I'm always surprised whenever you mention airsoft or, or sort of anything to do with airsoft to people, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've got a friend who does that because um, it, it is quite few and far between. Like, a lot of people just don't know what it is. Yeah. Um. I, I would argue that it probably doesn't desensitize you to violence. Now, there is an ethical question in terms of sometimes uh, what people are doing at some of these events, right? In terms, I mean, we've had this chat before with regards to, uh, for, for example, you take uh, sort of an Afghanistan-based event, mm-hmm. Um. So I think sometimes take the sometimes people take the stereotype too far, and yeah. the level of role play is less about role play and more of just taking the piss sometimes.
1: But then that's how some people deal with certain mm-hmm. situations, isn't it? Like I, I, I'm one of these people, and I admit it that sometimes I will laugh at very inappropriate situations. But that's not me being insensitive. That's me going. Oh, I don't really know how to deal with this. I'm and I'm laughing at myself, not at the situation. So some people do do that as a a way of play acting, or or mm. not understanding the situation. But I do it quite a lot. Yep. If I, yeah,
0: it, I think there's a difference between laughing at a, a situation like that, though. Then uh, I mean, we, we've had events where, and I'm not going to go into the specifics, but people take the stereotype of the characters that they're playing and really kind of ramp up mm-hmm. that stereotyping to the max and start uh, their role play in such a way that it's almost coming from a point of offence from the start unnecessarily sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Especially when it's to do with religion or things like that. Like it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. just, just because you are playing a character doesn't necessarily mean that you need to um Run around the battlefield shouting certain things. Um, yeah, but yeah,
1: I think I think more. I think people would get more annoyed with your. Oh, I'm, I'm going to say it would be more upset with someone shouting their political or racial views at an airsoft game more than them being worried if they're being desensitized. I think uh, the airsoft community is very. There, there is that you're always going to get them in every community, but I think uh, as an overall, I think we, as a community, stand up for each other quite well. Um, so if there is racism or um, political views that people don't really uh, abide to, then normally it's shut down pretty quickly. I would say that's more of an issue than, than any, than. What Steve said.
0: Hmm. Stephen.
1: Stephen, sorry, Steve. Then.
0: <laughs> sorry, Stephen. <clears throat> I mean, it's a good question. Um, yeah, I think ultimately, I think probably there's an ethical nature to it, but I don't. Yeah, I think we've we've come to the conclusion that the, the desensitising is probably not quite so. No. Quite so bad. Uh, Rich McRae says, "I wanted to shoot Mike when he was being bloody the, the bloody irritating prisoner at RT three, <laughs> even giving him a bacon sandwich." I'm sorry, Rich. I was an absolute nightmare, but it was good fun.
1: <laughs> someone did uh, shoot me. That was <laughs> someone did
0: shoot me at one point. Yeah. Forgot my username. said, I suppose that shooting other airsofters who have signed up to get shot is slightly more ethical than buying a bunch mm-hmm. of Nerf guns and going around shooting children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's hard, one, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it, I, I, I could see... argue. From the face of it, you could argue we're all nutters because we are. We are basically dressing up like. Ten soldiers running around in the woods and shooting each other, but I—I I, I guess in my but head, why we I always kind of summarize it is, war games in mm-hmm. in the newspaper. If you see a thing about war games, is not quite so bad as um, what the potential headlines could be for other things that you see happen at these events. And it's—it's, it's, yeah. I guess, in my mind, the the ones that are kind of um, events that kind of centre around sort of certain cultures. You know, I, I always dread to think what the, the potential headlines for those events would be. Um, and I think that's ultimately what it boils down to is the fact that you, you can go to an event and you can you can play a certain culture or you can play a certain role in a fairly, fairly respectful way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, I would imagine that the World War II-themed games don't feature, and I would hope that they don't feature, loads of people dressed i've got to be really careful here because i'm terrible at coming up with metaphors in a certain Um,
1: striped outfit
0: yes yes exactly or or for example going around pretending to be um specific guards that have done horrific horrific war crimes Mm -hmm. and things like that like i they are not there playing that role um they are there to play the role of the axis powers as opposed to the Allied powers or you know um yeah, I think I think that's the kind of line to draw on it. Um, I mean, h- hey, if, if you want to go and have that sort of event, that's fine. But probably it's going to be a very it small number of people have got going yeah,
1: to it. It probably won't um, be an airsoft event as such.
0: No. Well, on that light note, yeah. <laughs> we go on to the next question. Uh, Richard McRae says, "GBB or AEG discuss."
1: Oh.
0: What's <laughs>
1: Right. Okay, Whoa. so for
0: for me, for me, I would pick personally an AEG for um outdoors all-round all weather conditions. But <laughs> but I do like gas blowbacks. I have a lot of gas blowbacks in my collection that I don't actually use very regularly. Um there is nothing better than the feel of a gas blowback when it's when it's mm-hmm. running. Uh, they're really good for indoor stuff because obviously there's a little bit more temperature control. Um, and my gas blowback MP9 is just really nice, and I really like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So I've had I've had quite a few gas blowbacks now, like my MP7. That was great fun. Uh, obviously my AK that everyone saw from from last week's uh, that Lance put up, and there is a satisfaction to firing a gas blowback um i'm very much a i like the recoil side of things um so although i don't have a recoil m249 the spring in there is quite a heavy spring so it does give you a bit of a a kick on its on its return um my mark 18's a tm recoil um I like that feel of just having that little bit of a little bit of a kick to things and gas blowbacks definitely give you that sort of satisfaction. So for me, I would say if I had the choice, if someone said you could have a gas blowback or an AG, I would probably choose the gas blowback. Depending on the, but there are,
0: there are massive mag issues though, like in the winter. I don't know. Like it's, there are, I mean, you have to go down the route of potentially having to heat your mags and stuff like that with certain systems, like they, they get cold and they, they struggle and then you get underperformance in terms of the gas.
1: But then all you do is just buy a couple of hand warmers, just pop them down there, pop them, them have, down in your pants. You pouch. have to have
0: all your mags in your pants.
1: <laughs> you yeah, <gotta> <laughs> run around in between your crotch and under your armpits. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: No, I mean I I, I have, say, I, have I, submit, I have always liked yeah I have always liked HBA setups from the perspective of the in, in my mind if you've got like an LMG or something like that or or you're running sort of a support weapon in in such a way where the, I don't think the tank is quite so it's quite so important at that point um I can understand if you're running more sort of lighter platforms like assault rifles or things like that then obviously having a tank where you're you're having to swap from left to right shooting position, for example, and you've got the line and it, it can become tangled. It's a bit more of a faff. Uh, again, with sniper rifles, to an extent, sniper rifles the line probably isn't quite so difficult to deal with. I mean, a lot of, a lot of HPA snipers are out there, mm-hmm. um, and I know it's a dirty word, but <laughs> I, I mean, if in all honesty, if if you could get a big enough tank that you could like, properly run an LMG on it, I think that would be amazing because that that you know the the recall that you get out of that and you can sustain fire with that as well yeah um and you'll get the sounds as with it as well
1: but then again like it's only really uh, daytona systems on the HPA that you actually get a proper recall um a lot mm. of other, re- i think there might be another one recently that's done like sort of a bit of a uh, a recall to it but i think mostly the um it's only really daytona that do that um, a lot of them are made for silence, like real silent running. Um, and, and I appreciate HP, I, I appreciate a good HBA build. Um, I just can't cope with that line. I end up looking like Pinocchio and all tied up with. <laughs> I can't do anything. But I, I do. I do appreciate a good HBA build. And I, yeah, they are. They are nice bits of kit.
2: Hmm.
1: But yeah, I just can't deal. And for that, I think. With a gas blowback, once you've got everything down and you've you've tinkered with them a little bit, and you can get the efficiency, you're getting exactly the same yep. uh, as what HBA is. You just obviously have a, a limited, um, a li- limited capacity with your mags.
0: But it's still temperature controlled to a certain extent.
1: Mm, yeah, you just change your gas though, don't you? So when it yeah, drops down, you've got you, you still have it, to play
0: so. around with. Whereas with compressed air, at least, you're going to get more consistency across a a range of situations, aren't you? Um, So there's a follow up question from Harry. He says uh, gas blowback versus EBB. In my mind, EBB is always something extra to go wrong. Because yeah. AEGs are complicated enough, really. I mean, if you think about the, the mechanics of an AEG, with the way that that works, there's so many moving parts and things that are going around in it. I appreciate that gas blowback systems are also similarly complicated in terms of seals and, and, and making sure, obviously, the gas is going the right way and um, the, the temperature. <laughs> Not and, and backwards. Like, but, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, with, with a gas blowback system, usually they're a lot easier... I would argue to maintain because you can open them up and you don't generally get things. Every every AEG I've ever opened for some reason it just goes and then you have got bits everywhere straight away. Whereas at least with gas blowback systems, it's normally a lot more mechanical, I guess, in how it works. Um, so for me, that I understand the mechanics of it more than I do the electronics. I mean, the, the whole you know we go back to the the MOSFET thing. I don't really fully understand what a MOSFET. I'll be back does. in one That's fine. Um, So for me, I'd probably go with an EBB, a GBB. I'd go with a gas blowback on that one. Uh, There's no recoil on standard HPA. I appreciate there isn't, but I know you can get the recoil kits that you can put in there. Uh, Anvil Airsoft. I've had uh, and have GBBRs. TM recalls with a good motor and optical MOSFET running on low caps is my preference now. So what's an optical MOSFET then? Oh, I have to look this up as well. I'm learning so much about MOSFETs tonight. So <laughs> optical MOSFETs.
1: MOSFETs. Because
0: I know I, I understand the concept between the the MOSFET being um, without a MOSFET, it, it's when you pull the trigger, you're obviously creating a contact every time that trigger is mm-hmm. pulled, and it causes a spark, from my understanding, and the spark over time can cause issues in terms of the connectivity and the longevity of the system.
1: Yeah, that does depend on what your trigger is, though, because I know some of them, they don't always have to create a spark. Mm. Um, I know my mt two four nine one one does uh, at the moment because I hadn't used it. And then the MOSFET
0: the... becomes like an electronic trigger, doesn't it? So you're effectively pushing a button. Yeah, it comes like a, a switch. switch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know you can get, I mean, programmable MOSFETs and the like, obviously you can it so you pull the trigger and it, for all intents and purposes, plays you a tune. Um, so you can get them that do all sorts of weird and wonderful things. You can change the, the, the rate of fire, you can change the um number of yeah. rotations that the, the cogs or the um, gears do.
1: Cogs, um, the cogs from the steam well They are basically done. cogs, aren't they? <laughs> Hang on a minute, lads! I just got I to put you. the uh, furnace on so I can fire my gun.
0: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a particularly good tech, but I, I know a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, I just like the ones. I just like the one, the new one. I'm saying new is probably quite old now. Um, but the one that connects to your phone. So, because I'm thinking of putting that in the LMG, so I can literally flip it down and go single shot. Oh, I'm allowed in a building again. <laughs> so I'm not always stuck yeah, outside. Yeah, well,
0: that's why I like my um, my stoner lmg because that's obviously got single fire on it
1: oh what your um, feather gun
0: no it weighs seven kilos <laughs> i weighed it the other day leave me alone um, that's
1: what my box mag weighs
0: <laughs> <laughs> the parent or well, there yeah, to be fair the box mags on the stoners are an absolute nightmare
1: like, yeah they are it's,
0: I, they've got this lovely designed rifle and then they've clearly got dave in the back of the office to go, dave go and design a box mag and he's got away and come up with this thing um <laughs>
1: I've got, uh, I found a milk carton.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's got this stupid flap on it that when you open the flap to pour the BBs in, the flap, for some reason, the orientation, it doesn't open more than like uh, maybe 70 degrees. So the, the natural position of that flap is closed. So you're trying to pour BBs into this thing with this flap that just keep, sort of tries to keep shutting on itself. Um, yeah, I do need tech training. Uh, so I've looked up an optical MOSFET. So the Perrin hmm. version 2 optical is a device that replicates the mechanical contacts in version two gearboxes with an electronic circuit based on MOSFET transistors and adds a multitude of new functions to your replica. So you, it's a drop in MOSFET with cycle control, programmable firing modes and active brake, pre-cocking lipo protection, ultra low resistance wiring. And you can put life up to a lipo 14.8 volts,
1: oh.
0: which would be quite snappy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I don't think any of your, I don't think any of the gears or internals would deal with that though. But your MOSFET will. You'll blow your, blow your pistons to pieces every single time. But yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> start getting everything made out of high grade aircraft steel, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or titanium. Even I don't think they use a lot of steel in planes. It's quite a heavy material. Um, I also don't design planes, so there you go. Um,
1: maybe that's a good thing. That's a good, thing.
0: quite clearly. I forgot my username. Andy, does your dog run a tactical vest?
1: Uh, no, because he is a awkward shape and nothing seems to fit him. He's um, half... Well, he's, he's quarter Jack Russell, quarter um, staff, quarter border collie and quarter something else. Um, and top half... Really bulky, middle skinny. He's a weird little creature thing.
0: He's <laughs> very cute though.
1: He it is. He's paining my ass, but.
0: <sighs> I told you not to do that with him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all. It's all that peanut butter two pack. No. <laughs>
0: Uh, just before you ask your question, Andy, because I know you've yes. got one you, you're itching to ask. Uh, Anvil says, rather than tripping microswitches to check the gear and trigger positions, optical MOSFETs use LEDs and optical sensors. Effectively, rather than all the current going through the trigger, there is just a low-powered sensing circuit that trips the main current to go straight to the motor. Mm. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, it sounds amazing. Um and I will look into this more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I will come back to you with a more refined response. But yeah, it sounds cool.
1: I'm sure uh, we'll get I'm sure we we'll get an update of who did this to my gun and it goes pew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I have so I, I have this habit of collecting sort of boneyard rifles. So it might be that the next time I, I go to my tech, I'm like, oh, here's some money and can I have this input in it and 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 make it fancy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just so I can show Tom. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> Sorry, right? You had a question.
1: Um, yeah. So, also as well, this is to everyone, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure it might have been asked before. But if you could have any weapon made as an airsoft gun, what would you choose?
0: I know my answer. <laughs> I would go with a Lewis gun the proper yeah. jacketed Lewis gun. There are a couple that people have tried to make. Um, I, I myself own a replica that I've made out of drain pipe and, and MDF. I hesitate to use the word replica um, but I did download <laughs> I did download some blueprints um, and then use um, the CAD software I've got at work to basically print out a one-to-one scale drawing. So it's roughly the right size, um, but a uh, yeah, the proper sort of water-cooled jacketed Lewis gun. It just looks ridiculous. As a rifle. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, especially like the, you've got the drum mag on top. It just yeah, it, uh,
1: it. water-cooled um, with your bit with your um, water-cool tank down on the left-hand side. So that could be your HPA.
0: Yeah, I'll um, I'll quickly pull up a picture of it because I, I don't know if everyone knows what a Lewis gun looks like.
1: I love Lewis um, guns. have you fired one.
0: I haven't fired one, no. I, they, it's. Um, need to get so over I, to I Vegas. Th- yeah, well, I, I was quite fortunate in that I was over there a couple of times. Um, and I actually made a point of firing the real versions of everything that I own, Airsoft-wise. Nice, um, yeah. Because I kind of wanted to just get that experience. Um, and I highly recommend that. If anyone gets the opportunity to kind of actually have a proper go at a real steel version of what you run, that's, a, that's always a wicked thing to have a go at. Um. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I'm struggling to get this up. Don't make a joke out of that. <laughs> there you go. That's a Lewis gun. Um, and that's the jacketed version. So the, the the water cooling system. I think it's a water cooling system that goes around the outside. Of the yeah, shroud. around the outside. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have that on. I think the SAS in World War Two, when they were using, when they were formed, you know, they had the 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 jeeps or or the. Or sort of whatever vehicles that they were running with. Yeah, you see that classic picture yeah. of the two Lewis guns attached to each other. Um, they don't have the cooling system on there, but they are Lewis guns. Um, oh, air-cooled. Sorry. I apologise, Anvil. I thought they were water-cooled. They're air-cooled. Um, we just need to get Anvil on the on the show. Let's, let's see if I have a Should new we just give up?
1: Should we just give up? Anvil, come and take over, mate. We'll, we'll give you the code. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go on holiday for a bit.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I just love the shape of a Lewis gun. It's wicked. So, yeah. How about yeah.
1: you? Uh, mine would be a. See, I've always thought this would be really cool having a four-barreled fifty-cal. So you'd have a fifty-cal with four airsoft barrels inside it because it's so big you could fit four in there, or maybe five. And just, I, I just, yeah, I think that'd just look really cool. Sitting on the back of a truck,
0: or look well, like, it's almost like the gun out of an AA ten.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. There's so many. There's some. There's some that I'd really, really love. Um, I'd like to get hold of a shell ejecting, or I'd like to have a shell eject shell ejecting um, uh, M1 Grand. So you have your eight rounds, and you put your shelves in there. It, 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 you'd never, you'd never run it on a game day. But how cool would that be to have like the proper ping when you've come out when you've fired your eight rounds? I think that would be kind of cool.
0: <laughs> and then you proceed to go, oh, two seconds. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. I'll, you'd never, <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd never run it on a game day because otherwise, <laughs> you know, the shelves would cost <laughs> about fifteen quid each. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we've got some good answers. We've got an A10, what Warthog <laughs> just,
0: just yeah, the GAU from an A10.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, need to fire tags.
1: <laughs> yeah, Bren, there's, there's a few Brens. Um, yeah, I'd love a uh, Bren. It says be good, Baker nice rifle,
0: friend. uh, from 95 rifles as a sniper. That's mm-hmm. quite a nice shout. Uh, um, punish one. Hi, punish one.
1: Hey, here happy, he is. Happy
0: birthday, punish panda. I thought SAS had twin Vickers on their jeeps. LRDG. Oh, I'm gonna to have to look this up. I'm gonna look like an idiot. Oh, again. I what we done? You, you
1: fucked up again, haven't you?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so I'll read out some of the other comments. We're doing that. Um, we've got Ryan um, gas blowback uh, MPX um, or gas blowback Sig spear Sig spear. Which one's that one? I think that I think someone does do a gas blowback MPX or one is coming out soon. That seems to come to mind. Uh, a ghoul that would fire tags. Yes, that'd be nice. Uh, SG44. Um, yeah, that's, someone actually makes one of those, do not they? Um, and Daytona do a HPA kit for it as well. So And that thing rattles. Uh, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, Lance yeah. is right. It was the Vickers. I clearly know nothing about the Lewis gun. <laughs> um, i am not allowed an opinion so, no thank you Lance and anvil airsoft for correcting me heavily <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. uh we are looking for staff members um, yeah <laughs> send <retired> your <laughs> yeah send your um uh cVs to uh <laughs> the nofo channel
0: <laughs> yeah oh dear uh anvil says in reality i just want TM to make a recall carry handle ar-15.
1: Mm. yep one day
0: ah oh, Richard says the SAS had Joel Vickers or Browning or Lewis they had different loadouts on the Jeeps just finished reading the book yes wasn't 100% wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs> which book we need proof <laughs> now <laughs> yeah tell us the book <laughs> tell us the book uh,
0: Harry says are there that many real steel that have not been made into airsoft rifts already
1: yeah there's still quite a few there's quite a lot I'm just uh, to be honest, I'm quite excited about the new uh, next generation. Um, what was it? I've forgotten which one it is. The next, they're basically the new M249 um, that's made by SIG. I think they won the contract. I think it's the M250 or something.
0: I mean, that would make sense numerically.
1: Or it's like 51. But yeah, that thing looks awesome very excited for someone to start making some of the new, the new generation weapons. Yeah. Do
0: you know what would be cool? If you could get an airsoft version it's airburst. I have absolutely no idea of how the logistics of that would work, or the technology, but oh, if no. you had the ability to, to fire a projectile that went into a room, worked out it was in the middle of a room, and then just went poof, into like a million BBs, would be pretty epic.
1: You could have one on a timer. You could have, right? you could have, basically, you could have a mortar round with a short fuse, and then when it explodes, a shed load of BBs come flying out. Mm. But screw being in that room when that goes off. <laughs> You'll be like, what? Is, that just happened to my eardrums.
0: <laughs> just get the, uh, I think, cause that, you get, like, the big air burst weapon, don't you, like, the... Um... Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but the um, I have to Google that as well. But it's like this massive system that you you rock up with, it, you start firing that around. It's just like literally people are hiding behind cover, literally <laughs> the projectile will come over the top of them, and just shower them with BBs.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: That might be a little bit too much in the future. I'd, but... <laughs> I'd like
1: I'd like to have a proper firing BB version of a um RPG. So, like, literally, you load, load your round, and it's the round that fires and, like, proper explodes. And I think that would be cool.
0: I think at that point, it is technically classed as a firearm, though, isn't it? Uh,
1: not if I you. I know that it's something to do with Maybe. various
0: projectiles and things that you fire.
1: I'll just say it's some water. <laughs> no, just... toy. <laughs> Honestly, it's just a toy or yeah just a real uh, a real a real one would be fine i've gone really i've gone i've gone down my proper western western um my russian weapons at the moment i feel like that's probably because we'll be using those in a few years but <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fight the next war with spoons. Yeah. <coughs> oh dear! Um, Lance is setting up a rival podcast. Um, welcome to the Punished Anvil Podcast, or as Anvil calls it, the Big Big Beardy Boys Podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, does that mean I right, have to say what, shave, If you, it beardy, you call it
0: the if it was the Beardy Boys Podcast, it would be BB, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> or BBB. Lance, please
0: don't leave <laughs> <laughs> um, James Wilkins said I'd rather see all guns have stop on empty as a standard feature yes
1: yep uh, that's one thing that I quite yeah, like yeah. about TMs and um, uh, gas blowbacks because all gas blowbacks do that they have a lockback, back don't they um, my TM has it I've got a when that's out, I've got to push the little thingy button on the side. Which sometimes in a firefight, I, I still, after, what, eight years of having that gun, I still forget to do. I put my mag in, I'm like, "Why is it not working?
0: <laughs> oh, there's, there's genuinely nothing worse than when you're running around with an AEG. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And like it's, it might be a rifle you haven't used in a while or something like that. You're not quite used to the sounds. And that you're like you're you're shot. they're not taking their hits. They're not taking their hits. And like you run out of ammo, like yeah. Ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's just badminton, though. So, uh, Ryan says a GMG would be amazing. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: it's chambered in three three eight, so it'll we'll blow some away. <laughs> um, forgot my username. First, you start with a firework, a bag of BBs, and a bunch of cling film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's my that's the air burst. <laughs> um. Bruce Wayne tier R&D money there. I mean, that that would be pretty amazing. Punished ones did the Bouncing Betty anti-personnel mine. Uh, Harry's mentioned the same thing. I, I personally yeah. think that there is a big market for um, Land airsoft mines. mines of a certain sort. Now, obviously, there are so many conflicts where mines and landmines are used. And I, I think that there's, if, you, if we're going to go down the route of realism and stuff like that, having an actual minefield rather than just like a taped off area that's kind of used as a, you know, don't go in this area because it's a minefield or something like that. You know, I, I think having... Um, this is this is massively deviating away from kind of the, uh, you know, primary and secondary weapons. These these are effectively in the realms of pyrotechnics and non, non-gun kills, I guess. Um, but having landmines or something like that, I think would, would make a massively more dynamic game.
1: Mm. We used with to the use... Ability some... that We used to use them on the reenactments, and it was basically a landmine landmine. Um, and you put a CO2 canister in on the side, um, and tightened it in. So it was locked in. And when you put your foot down on it, it reduced, it let go of the CO2 canister. And there was a load of holes around the outside. So literally all it did was just blow the dirt up in the air. Mm. Um, so it looked like it went bang, but there was no physical bang. Um, and that worked really well, like literally it, it'd kick it up to waist height and you'd know that you would stepped on a landmine at that point. Mm. Um, and that was made by one of the lads that I used to do reenactments with. He literally just, he made about 15 of them and just took, all you had to do was just take the top layer of grass off, put it down, get it all primed up. And then that was it. Eventually after some time, he ended up losing them all. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I mean, that, to be fair that is one of the major issues and you know it, it's a massive problem with with uh, post war life and, at the moment I mean, there's whole charity set up to the fact that you know mm-hmm. people lay massive minefields in, in times of conflict and then forget where they all are or they get washed away I mean you look at uh, Kajaki the film um, I think I pronounced that right no, the one no. where they uh, it's the British military unit that goes down into the valley um, and they sort of cross a wadi and then one of them gets blown up by a landmine because I, I think the mines are sort of washed into the valley over time. They're sort of old, old Russian mines. Um, I'm sure the chat is going to massively correct me and tell me I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> i pretty certain that's the name of the film. Um, but just I i Just, think that there's...
1: just say, <laughs> I watched this film once. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I'd like to try and give some context. Um, I, I, just, I just think that there's a lot of scope for trip mines and stuff like that that maybe haven't been explored. I know there was the Maz G grenade that was meant to be when, when it was sort of initially brought up, it was Mm -hmm. meant to be this sort of all singing, all dancing thing. You could use it for, uh, like a, a digital trip mine. It had like a tilt sensor on it. It was, it was meant to be this like massively versatile unit that you could put in doorways and things like that. It would sense you coming through it and then detonate. You know, I think there's a lot of scope for products like that. Um, if you could make them disposable even better, if you had like a little py- paper pyro system that had maybe a little tripwire on it, the problem with actual physical tripwires is obviously after the thing detonates, you've still got the tripwire flying around. Um, blimey, mm-hmm. and little airsoft even held and used a Maz G, it worked twice. Oh, I'm well jealous of that. They, they were. I mean, they now look like a syringe. Um, <laughs> and i don't think anyone's actually got one yet so um i mean good you know go go for it <laughs> if, if it comes out but um i think little devices like that would be quite oh cool. is this
1: the thing that's coming out for the yes. last five years or something
0: uh, i think it's near a seven or eight is it getting on <laughs> yeah. now yeah, it's getting on quite a bit i think i put the original pledge in when i was at uni <laughs> which was a good oh eight years ago um But, I mean, yeah, the point is it doesn't even need to be... um, You look at Beasley Beasley mines, for example, they are um, relying on, effectively, a 9mm or a 12-gauge shotgun um, blank uh, to create that explosion. But if you could have some sort of... um, I don't know, maybe maybe if it was more mass-produced, you could have, like, a a lower-grade pyrotechnic that's specifically designed for that um, that you could kind of... Use and, and and create these because there's too many situations in CQP where people are just running around. Whereas if you've got trip lines yeah, yeah. and things, you've actually got to deal with. It's going to slow people down, and it will make CQP a more harrowing environment. Um Well,
1: that's what we did yeah. at Poseidon. Me and Lance, well, Lance mm. mainly. Like he got some, he got some trip lines set up, and it, it did. It slowed them down. It gives it gave us points of ambush as well, because instead of you waiting for them to come through and just lighting them up at a certain point you're making them stop at the point that you want. Um, which is really handy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just well no, I was just trying to think if you could I mean you could you could tie them into if you've got like a digital laser sensor or something like that, you could tie that in with almost an electronic um, ignition sequence for pyro or, or smoke grenades mm. or all sorts of with wonderful kit but because they're not commercially made obviously people aren't able to you know if Harry rocked up with his box of magic tricks to an airsoft site the airsoft owner will quite rightly probably have a little bit of a panic attack in terms of you know I, I don't know quite what it is you've got in there. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. it's necessarily going to be used. Knowing um, Harry it would be a PIR
1: were... with six thousand bangs in it and it just <laughs> 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 I've lost a <the> leg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, you know, I mean, if you had these things commercially available, Mark 5s are obviously commercially available because they're tried and tested. Um, so if there were more products out there, it's like the um, the 40 mic. You know, there was obviously a lot of initial mm-hmm. resistance to 40 mics. And to be fair, you don't really see too many of those around.
1: Because um, a lot of sites banned them because of idiots misusing them. That was the exactly. trouble with that.
0: Exactly. But then you look at the uh, mortar systems, like the, the two-stage mortar mm-hmm. pyrotechnic. You know, I I don't remember seeing those when I started airsoft. Um,
1: no, no, I, they're I think they
0: probably come in sort of subsequent to that. But more and more sites are kind of happy with them. You know, maybe use it a certain way. I know some sites have um, sort of specific rules on saying it's got to be on the ground, elevated at forty five degrees. Yeah. Um, or no more than forty five degrees. But you know, it, it it's almost because these things aren't around commercially. Whereas if you know maybe some companies came up with more commercial systems that could get used more and more and be reusable as well. Then there's a bit of scope there. I know there's a massive tangent on what airsoft gun would you like to see?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it was a bit, wasn't it? It, it digressed. Yeah, sorry. What, what, my, yeah. Well, it still answered the question. <laughs> Just.
0: Yeah. It was Kajaki as well. It was. I was right on that one. Yeah. One dead and seven injured. Um, it's a really, really good film. Highly recommend watching the film. It is quite a harrowing film to watch. Um, yeah. I think it's on Netflix, possibly, at the moment. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, right. What's the time? 109. Uh, if anyone has ages. any further questions, please feel free to throw them in the chat. Uh, John Smith says Has anyone tried a 14.4 volt battery at all? I don't um, even know. You can get it. I them, have to be not. Honest.
1: <laughs> I I just I generally thought the the biggest one that you could get was the uh 111 1 LiPo from Titan with like 6000 mAh or whatever it was on it the big double nunchuck one I thought well, that was I mean, the car, biggest
0: Well, car car batteries are I'm just looking 12. them up they're between sort of 12 and 4 or 14 apparently They reckon um, car battery voltage can range anywhere between 12.6 to 14.4. So it's effectively oh. plugging your airsoft rifle into a car battery.
1: That'd be awesome on an LMG, though, wouldn't it?
0: I mean, a crew-served weapon would be pretty wicked, Like, especially if you could tie it in with like the, the battery beneath the mag or something like that. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's a massive <laughs>
0: system you've got to run up with. That'd be pretty cool. I'll tell yeah, you what, we, be... we should get in touch with more more, uh, more shops who are making weird and wonderful things. They can utilize our ideas and draw from our minds. (laughs) Yeah. Stephen Whitehead says, how does it work with insurance? Do underwriters all have different requirements for different sites regarding Pyro?
1: So, after speaking to a few organizers and obviously not running my own events, but working for Rift Airsoft, um and speaking to them from what i understand there's only actually a very finite amount of insurance brokers for what they class as um outside contact sports um and i think there's only a couple and i do think each each insurance company has their own little quirks and things like that um i know of a couple of I know, I don't know the name of the company, but I know one company doesn't allow, um, anything that's made by airsoft innovations. Are they the airsoft innovations? They're the ones that made the tag, uh, for the, um, master Mike and the, mm. uh, the grenades, the, the disposable pyro ones that look, that throw the BBs. Um, just purely, I know that there, okay, there's a couple of sites that don't allow them due to insurance. Um, some sites say that mortars... Think, here's,
0: here's a curveball. Do you think there is a potential that some sites are using that as a bit of a cover to enforce their own opinion? Probably. So, for example, it might be a case of maybe just the owners, like, I, oh, I really don't like 40 mics. So rather than have to have that battle of, ah, oh, you know, I personally don't like them or something like that, it's a lot easier to just go, insurance won't allow it.
1: Yeah, they could be used as a scapegoat yeah not i'm not yeah that's something that is a possibility
0: I don't know of. i'm just i'm hypo, i'm hypo, hypo, hypothesizing <laughs> yes
2: oh yeah,
1: yeah oh sorry it's been a long hour and i couldn't get to the um, mute mic <laughs> <laughs> um no yeah For those listening on the podcast andy yawns <laughs> yeah that was um that was unexpected um yeah i think yeah he's a possibility uh, I suppose we all do it at some point, don't we? We all kind of turn around and go, yeah, well, yeah, my insurance won't allow me to do that. Can you come and pick me up? No, my insurance won't let me drive after nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a box fitted. <laughs> yeah, I've got a box, black box. Um, yeah, There's risk assessments. I mean,
0: Rich Rich is just pointing out that most insurers don't care. It's more to do with the site's risk assessments. I mean, for example, certain small sites probably won't be allowing... Um, uh, mortar pyro for example because mm-hmm. it is designed to go up in the air and at that point you have no control over it if it's a particularly windy day and you've got a small site and you're living next to you know Doreen and a little chihuahua in their little residential garden and they keep getting these you know <laughs> water rounds going up in the air blowing across and landing in their garden that's obviously going to be an issue yeah. for the airsoft site um, yeah yeah I, I think I think quite possibly a lot of it probably comes down to the individual site and what they're happy mm. to accept.
1: Yeah, I suppose it, it's always going to be that as well, right? Like, um, yeah, if they turn around and say no, I don't, I don't want you to use full auto on this site, then you can't really, you can't really say, all oh, right, no, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Hmm we're not yeah, doing very well on the questions are we it's like and
0: i've got i've got i've got a follow-up question so there is there is a product that you can buy for insurance for airsofters uh as players uh yeah Stephen white has just frags doreen's chihuahua <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um there is there is actually airsoft insurance that you can buy and i would be wondering uh, i have been wondering about purchasing it myself because it it does give you a level of uh, indemnity in terms of any damage that you can potentially cause. Uh, there is cover for dental bills um, and other such ex- potential expenses. And I would be interested to find out whether that's the sort of thing that the community would be interested in, because you don't really see too much of it about.
1: Um, what personal insurance. So like a bit like public insurance, liability yeah. insurance for yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would, would so. it be something that you would be interested in? Um
1: I don't know if I did then I wouldn't be reliant on the site as much to make sure
0: I mean the sites like, would obviously have to be insured anyway,
1: yeah, but I mean would that give would that give me as a player a little bit more flexibility so like some some sites won't let you abseil down the side of a building. Or well, can if I've got my own insurance can I abseil down the side of a building. <laughs> I don't with, know. <laughs> with, with the kit. Do you know that, what I mean? That massively like... went on a tangent to what I <laughs> thought it would be a pretty... <laughs> But no, like for example things like that, like can I climb up a tree now and hide in the tree? Like your site Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. your site insurance says that I can't, but my insurance says that I can. Or does it make it or does it give you more restrictions? So they say, "Yeah, we'll cover your we'll cover your dental, but you have to wear, um, full face." Do you know what I mean? Is well, I mean it, that you know, is
0: obviously the risk, isn't it? Is in that you are effectively going to have to adhere to their your insurance,
1: uh, yeah, um, as well as the site insurance, yeah. Which means you could end up turning up and just standing <laughs> in a field. Can't do anything. My, no one's insurance letting, can't run.
0: Mm. I mean, you can get, um, so here, here's a good example. So this is a 32 pounds, 33 pounds annual cover. It's a country cover club, uh, an association for country sports enthusiasts um, and apparently covers for airsoft. So 12 million public liability cover, uh, 10,000 personal accident cover, hundred thousand legal expenses, um there's a shotgun licence thing on there as well. Uh free personal accident and injury solicitor service, consultation with specialist firearms solicitors. Uh, I mean that's that's probably more set up to be fair for um shotgun well um, and I, sort of, you know shooting things like that. Yeah. But, but with, your laws, interesting... with the
1: laws that are changing all the time. <laughs>
0: it's balcony insurance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> balcony insurance, yeah. It was an example. I was not the man on the balcony. (laughs) I've never claimed to be. I'm too delicate for that. (laughs) No, It's an
0: interesting concept, though, because, I mean, it it is something out Hmm. there that's available. And with the level of damage that you can sustain, um, you know, I mean, having having potential dental cover is going to be a bit of a saver if, you know, if it's £40 a year. And then, you know, you, you you get your tooth shot out, say, three years down the line. You're not going to probably have spent that much um, on no, insurance true, than you would yeah. be on your dental cover.
1: Yeah, it all depends on what sort of caveats they put into place, though, isn't it? It's like. Mm. But then would that give you the opportunity to go to, say, uh, like, if you had your own insurance, could you go to a private game?
0: Well you can go to a private game anyway, you don't have to be insured, do you?
1: No, but the site isn't insured. So if anything happened to you, it's no. like at your own risk. Like would you like would they cover you if you went to your own site? Oh, I example. see what you mean. It's a, it's an interesting one. I mean I, I guess
0: int- along the same along the same context of say you've got sports insurance. Um I mean uh Tom's suggesting, for example, that he's got personal insurance for his cycling, plan uh, and coaching activities. Presumably, if you're cycling, you are cycling anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. So, theoretically, I would imagine that the airsoft equivalent would be anywhere. I don't know. I mean, I guess the risks would be very similar.
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe there would be a caveat if you're going from Woodland, for example, to an urban centre. So, say you just go around, start playing around abandoned buildings, and you fall down a big hole because you're in a place where you shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I
0: don't know about enough <laughs> about the legalities of the whole thing. But the the point I'm trying to make is that I guess that there'd probably still be caveats to it hmm. um, under the individual policies. But Stephen Whitehead said, if you were to abseil down the outside of your house and breach the front door, for example. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've...
0: Less dangerous if you live in a bungalow,
1: just say. Yeah, more dangerous if you live like in a block of flats. <laughs> like, yeah. uh,
0: Anvil says, Andy, I could have been in the SES but I'm too delicate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm so um, if any
0: of our regular meme creators are in the are in the chat. Please please make that into a meme that would be hilarious. <laughs> what meme me
1: standing on oh.
0: with his tambourine.
1: <laughs> with my tambourine.
0: <laughs> Hi Philip, welcome to the uh, the chaos. Oh. Um
1: yeah. What have I done? I suppose that's just as bad as the searchlight one, isn't it? It's uh
0: <laughs> No, I think that I think mom's probably worse to, be fair. <laughs> yeah. Not that I want to win that game of top trumps but Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, there's time for one last question. Um, if anyone wants to throw one in, I have got some others lined up. If we haven't, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so on our email, at nofochat at hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot, Nofo, and our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Um, I've got a couple special shout outs I want to make. Uh, we've had a couple more Ooh. supporters on our Buy Me A Coffee. So want to massively thank James King, who we met at Red Tide 3. Uh, he was oh. one of the gentlemen that came and relieved us from our prison cell. Yes. So thank you very much. And Digger, who has also become a member. I think we did mention Digger before, um, but just while well, while well, well, we're giving thank yous, there yeah. you
1: go. You um, get a coveted really, really appreciate that. P.O.B. Pat on the yes. back.
0: I, thank I'm you very not much. creating a sound for that because that would be misconstrued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
0: Andy's militant wing of the Salvation Army.
1: Oh, I'm gonna to have to get a Salvation Army outfit now, won't <laughs> <aren't> I? <laughs> like,
0: <that's> it. <laughs> it's a better, it's a better joke than the uh, pigeon lady.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. I prefer the Salvation Army. At least they do something half decent. <laughs> and
0: he would be the one in the fire, stuck at the end of the rope. <laughs> oh,
1: thanks. I'm feeling like this is now just becoming a, an attack on my personal character now and my slim, <sighs> my slim figure. <laughs>
0: I, I hadn't read that before reading it out. I apologise. Yes. Oh, I feel feel uh, hurt now. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. <laughs> Matthew says, it might be good to have in case you feel uh, you fell over, uh, break a leg or something and have to take time off work. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's, that's mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we, we've had scenarios. I myself, I haven't had to take time off work, but I, I had that pulmonary edema thing where I fell into a pile of rubble at Longmore um, and my leg went weirdly squishy. Um, oh, yeah. So I mean, there are you know there are ways and means that you can injure yourself, potentially quite serious because they they were concerned that that was going to be a blood clot, um that had caused that, which you know obviously increases the risk yeah. of death. Um. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing on that front. So, I will I will dig out um for for our next Q and I will dig out as the specific policy thing that I'd read prior to get a little bit more information, um and we can chat about that as a, a later thing. Uh,
1: so I was just reading. It Richard says
0: happy clappy, not flappy.
1: Yeah, so they put one before it was Andy being happy flappy. <laughs> oh, happy! happy <laughs> uh, oh did, how Right. Can okay. We, uh, so, have add... we mute people for five minutes again? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't bank done any
0: question. more questions in, so I'm going to grab another one from our banker questions. Ooh, um, a What's question. the worst thing that you? It's phrased as, what's the worst thing you like about Milsim? But I guess, what's the worst thing you don't like about Milsim?
1: Oh, the worst thing would be... I I, I generally don't like... Not like anything about Muslims. That's why I prefer doing them. I, I know it sounds really cliche, but I actually generally think, like, even when you're made to stay up all night on stag and you're not relieved i enjoyed that i might bitch and moan about it but when you look back at it, you go yeah i stayed up all night and then i carried on the next day and kicked ass or i collapsed and died <laughs> <laughs> it would be the smell i think on the second, on the second day of, of general people, that wasn't where I thought you were going with no, that at all. No, I think the general <laughs> smell of people, like where you all you're all together, none of you have particularly washed in the last couple of hours. You've been running around. They, they
0: sell tiny deodorants, people. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. Use them. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're one of these people that turn around to me and say. Well, the enemy will be able to smell the deodorant. Trust me, they can smell you without the deodorant. (laughs) It is not you are not blending in. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Uh,
0: So in the chat, we've got snoring. Um, Snoring. Oh, I wonder who
1: that could be (laughs) aimed at.
0: (laughs) Tom says lack of sleep for no good reason. Plus, I agree with the lack of personal admin. Um, yeah. for me personally the, the and this is genuinely one of the things I despise about Milsim and Airsoft events as a whole is the packing and unpacking <laughs> yeah. so I I don't know what it is I really struggle to pack for an event and I think it's possibly my anxiety kicking in in terms of making sure I've got everything I need um, because I always have this constant fear of not having stuff that I will need at the event mm. or you know I don't want to be underprepared. I always like to be nice and covered off for sort of various eventualities. And I I, I really struggle to pack and I really struggle to unpack.
1: Um, so do you, do you not have see with me? What I do is I, I have my basic kit. So stuff that always stays in, in my bag. Um, And it always stays in the side pockets. Um, So that never changes. That never comes out. Mm-hmm. And then I just put whatever sleeping bag in, and then what food. So packing is actually quite, quite quick and easy. Do you not do the same sort, or do you literally take everything out, double check everything, and then? So
0: no. So I I um, we have this chat before in terms of the tanker bag I've got. Mm. So I I designed that on the principle that I didn't have to change any of that. Um, so that effectively stays as a constant. I, I do take that out of the Bergen, but that stays as its own kit, and I can put that back in again. I guess for me, it's things like um, the I've got to take the sleeping bag out. I can't leave that in there because otherwise, you know, it all compresses up yeah. and it won't be. Yeah. So you, you need to take that out and that that sort of goes into its own bag. Clothes, obviously, you need to take out, wash, etc. cetera. You've got different uniform requirements for different events. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it was always MTP or, or multi-cam, that would be fine, but it's not. You know, we, we roll from different events. You've got different rifts that you're taking um depending on the role that you're playing or the style of the event uh if it's cqb or outside uh food wise i generally tend to have like a pouch i just i've got my food all sort of stashed up uh on my shelf so i just grab what i want to eat over that weekend put that in the pouch mm-hmm. and that goes in but it's it's even i mean you know we obviously made our um
1: yeah our we've got our a no fo- list.
0: checklist if i've got it. Uh, to oh, mine's everything.
1: downstairs on the oh, mine's downstairs on the fridge
0: uh, unfortunately, I don't have one to hand. I printed a load of them off, but um, we've obviously got the packing lists that are available on our website to download, which yes. have made my life a lot easier because yeah, I can check stuff off. But it's still just that that whole packing and then unpacking at the end of the event. I just really can't stand, it it, it it's a real pressure point on the event, generally for me, because I, I get really stressed about it. Maybe like four four five days in advance. Um, one way I've found to tackle that is to pack two or three weeks in advance but then it's always finding the time to do that and it's mm. like the impetus there's no immediate rush that you need to do that um so that for me is one of the the sort of issues that i have
1: and yeah see I, I quite enjoy the i quite enjoy the packing of it um because i'm like oh i get to use this new i get to use this i get to use this and which i haven't used for ages so the packing side of it i quite enjoy i have to admit i stick with i the unpacking. Yeah, that- that can suck, can't it? That can really, that can be a real pain in the ass. But yeah, I think, mm, yeah, it's not a bad one.
0: Hmm. Um, I forgot my username. Deodorant just makes it worse. You need antiperspirant. <laughs> yeah. Um, you need so- even, People need something. Even both sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> For just spray them with Yeah, Febreze. just <laughs> yeah.
2: Just a yeah, damp cloth especially would even help. At the end of <laughs> Just... like
0: an event, like NAF, or I'm imagining shift Riffs as well. There, there will be a few particularly stinky people. Yes. Um, so, uh, Tom says I really don't like it. the thing. I really don't like is the complete lack of any meaningful definitions of milsim. Yeah. <laughs> what is a milsim? What is milsim? <laughs> I think I think at some point we are going to have to. You're right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to sneeze again, but I wasn't.
0: <laughs> I think at some point it would be useful. I would I would love to have a thing on our website that defined meal sim and battle sims and film sims, and stuff like that. Um, we actually had this chat when we were putting together our glossary of terms. Um, yeah, we like did, didn't we? Glossary, and we decided that we couldn't do that. Because it would potentially <laughs> cause issues with event organizers who call their events one thing. Because it needs everyone to have yep. this massive sign up to everyone's being on the same definition. Um because one person's MILSIM is another person's battle sim is one person yeah. skill skirmish. And...
1: So what you should say is what is what is MILSIM 42. What what MILSIM? Yeah.
0: Um the Heresy Group did a really good video on that. It was Tim. Um who I believe is actually no longer part of the heresy group, maybe I had heard rumours. Um I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't, I, do I don't want to drama. say for sure. No, it's not drama. I just I think I think he taken a step back from it. Um but he did a really good video on Milsim and what Milsim means to him uh in terms of a title. And you know, it's a really good I highly recommend watching that because it's an interesting. Oh, was that his
1: bit of so a wasn't really well. Sort of rant. I wouldn't say it was a rant. It wasn't a rant. No, it was more of a highlighting issues within the sport, I think. Although Mm. we can't call it a sport anymore. It's a hobby.
0: It was the, it was his video titled is Milsim dead airsoft rant. So it was called an airsoft rant. Um, But It's a really interesting one. And I I highly recommend worth watching. Um, Harry says, isn't Milsim simply military simulation? And yes, in it is real by world. definition. Yes. But the problem is if you call a Milsim event, a Milsim event. So for example, AI 500 has been banded previously as a Milsim. So certain people go and they put it on their YouTube video. Oh, it's Milsim in an abandoned shopping center or, or, or whatever, an abandoned detention center. It is not a Milsim event. <laughs> yeah. It is not a Milsim event. I'm just saying it is probably more of, yeah, it, I don't want, not I want to start sim. slating them. Yeah. Um, but he's not a meal There are different different <laughs> events are run in different ways by different people, mm-hmm. and they all have their own different takes. You know, uh, Octo events are heavily um, playbooked, I would say. Uh, Defiant events are, having now sort of seen that from the DS side, are playbooked with a sort of approximate strategy. Um, so it's not sort of rig- rig- rigorously following that per se, Um, But it kind of gives an outline as to how the event will play through. Uh, I've been to some meal sims that are literally you turn up. And it almost seems like the organisers are like, right, um, (laughs) you go there. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Not sure. AI 500 is a bloody skirmish. If anyone's been to the AI 500 this last weekend, I'd be highly interested to hear your opinions. Um,
1: Or was it last weekend? It
0: was. There's a... A lot of interesting comments. I, I follow a few of the chat groups, and um,
1: yeah, what, what are people saying about this last one because I know it, the I know the one before so, that was a, and from what I understand, a shit show. <laughs> to put it right, right. Right.
0: So I am basing this opinion purely on what I have read online of other people's experiences. We obviously haven't been to this event. No,
1: nope, we haven't been.
0: Um. So I can't specifically comment from the general summary of what I've heard is that they are still not listening to some of their feedback. uh, And it was very much on par with a lot of the comments that I've seen on previous events. Uh, And the one that I found particularly interesting was there was one chap who said they are just there to raise money. They are just there to make money and they don't care about the player, which is a sentiment that I've heard at the three AI 500 events that I've been to from a multitude of people. So, before anyone starts saying that I've got Vendetta against them, I don't. You know, Ultimately, I have been to their events. I have been to their events across a number of years. Um, and I, I probably will go again if they have some particularly good venues because I like playing their crazy venues that they seem to get hold of.
1: I, I've only said that I the only event that I will do with them now is if they get either an aircraft carrier or some sort of ship. That would be the only time that they would get me to give them money. Other than that, I wouldn't even bother anymore. They'd be my two. I'm not bothered about shopping centres. Russian embassy. If they got hold of the Russian embassy, I wouldn't mind having a little run around in that. Think about embassies, don't you, Andy? I love embassies. (laughs) Does the Russian does the Russian one have balconies?
0: Um, saving my head says a possible episode identifying Milsim. Yeah, we could possibly do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we could do I'll that. Add that to the list. Um He also said the real battle sim is in your mind.
1: Wow, that's deep. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's... Oh, Anvil, the real Milsim is the friends we make along the way.
1: Oh, I feel like I should have that tattooed somewhere. That's quite. A, <laughs> that's quite. A...
0: <laughs> Tom, if you if you get five minutes, can you can you record yourself saying that in a sort of sort of semi um, david attenborough style voice <laughs> yeah. that'd be amazing because i'd love to add that to the sound bank please
1: although did you, did, you that? did you hear about that did you about on the news so if we get invade if we get alien visitors the person that is gonna make first contact with them is david attenborough officially worldwide david attenborough is now our human liaison officer for aliens i was like what a legend. It's going to take him four hours to understand one sentence that he says. But... <laughs> why is this guy talking so slowly? Yeah. Hi there. Welcome to planet yeah. Earth. And why is he whispering? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you, Andy. If aliens invade or we suffer any other sort of semi-apocalyptic scenario, I hold out no hope for us because we had COVID. And for some reason, we will flock to steal all the toilet paper. So... You know, the the way okay. that the UK government and, and the world sort of seem to deal with that scenario, you kind of hope that these people know what they're talking about and have these plans in place and contingencies. And it's like it all just fell apart. I mean, we used that Excel spreadsheet that they had it ranking down the wrong way. So it was going across instead of down. And we ended up <laughs> filling that up in the first sort of 15 minutes or something ridiculous. So I hold out no hope for us. I think at that point, I used to watch apocalyptic films thinking, you know, I would never really be this bad.
1: No, oh, yeah, and then we've gone actually. There's no more Andre. The, yeah, the, the 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 films are making it seem a lot better than what it is. Yeah, yeah. The Walking Dead should have just started off with like toilet paper
0: shortages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, right. That's probably the end of the show for this week. Uh, next week, Lovely. do we want to be doing the PMC loadouts?
1: I think we're doing the PMC loadouts. I'm not sure who's doing
0: PMC loadouts.
1: Should we should so... we lumber lance a bit?
0: Uh, let's just refer to it as PMC loadouts, and it'll be between you and Lance to go first this time, because I went first last time. Um, yeah. So gonna we're going to be doing the, the second in our series of uh, our interpretations of PMC loadouts. So it's a kind of certain PMC loadouts will be very different from others. Uh, this is kind of our generic approach to allow you to go to an event if you if you just need a a basic PMC sort of style. Um, if you are looking at specific sort of loadouts, I highly recommend, and this sounds like I'm blowing smoke up Anvil Airsoft TV again, um, <laughs> but they, they do a brilliant set of videos on different loadouts and the like, um, and sort of bits of kit that you can buy for very sort of specific periods and, and looks. So I highly recommend having a chat with them, or having a look at their kit. Um, but we're going to be doing yeah, sort definitely. of our interpretation for myself, uh, Andy and Lance, uh, over the next few weeks as part of our sort of extended mini-series on our loadouts. We've done PMC, uh, PMC. we've Task done Force. Task Force uh, Prior so you can check that out on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we're also going to be doing OP4 for various roles and, and specialist stuff in the future as well. So yeah, hopefully that's of interest. If it is, join us next week at 8 o'clock. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, if you, you want to get the show, the... you can do so. Uh, is it my turn?
2: Yeah. Okay. I'll let you do your uh, If you want first. to get in touch
0: with us so <laughs> you can get in touch with our email at email@chathotmail.com. Our Instagram is at @novemberfoxtrot_info and our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Big shout out to our American listeners and our Canadian listeners across the pond. Um, yep. You seem to be a third of our audience. Um and I appreciate you can't always join the live chat. So hello. Welcome to the UK. Or howdy, um,
1: depending where they're. Or howdy? Howdy. Hi
0: there. Have a great day. Um, And now we've lost Uh, all of Closing remarks: don't drink the water from your self-heating ration packs. On that note, we'll see you next week. (laughs) Say bye, Andy.
1: Bye, Andy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Bye. Bye.